Welcome to another episode of the show, the Mind Your Marketing Podcast, where we sit with CMOs, VPs, executives, founders, you name it, people who have built companies, built marketing departments. That's who we sit down with. And today fits that mold. We sit with Dustin Tissick. He was an early stage marketing team member at Jostle, jostle.me. And when he got there, a couple of people ended up getting jobs. And next thing you know, he's the only marketing person on the team. He's now grown, become the VP of marketing at Jostle. We talk about in this episode how to approach demand generation, how to think about really getting yourself out of a job, creating systems and then putting people in place to run those so then you can focus on the next task. A great conversation. Yeah, I think you guys are going to enjoy it. But before we get into that, as always, the show's put on by Cave. We're an agency based out of Los Angeles. We help companies with their marketing efforts, building out marketing strategy, primarily with social media first and then into other services. If you need help with any of that, head over to cavesocial.com, hit the contact us. We'd love to help you out. All right, sit back, enjoy this episode. What's going on, my beautiful marketing people? Welcome to another episode of the show. Today, joining me from my hometown, Vancouver, BC, is Dustin Tissick. Dustin, how you doing? I'm doing well, man. Thanks for having me on the show. No, I'm excited to, to have you here. I know before we get into your work and everything, you have yeah. your own podcast, which I guess is part of work, but it, just give people a shout out. What's the podcast that you co-host and what is that about? For sure. Yeah. So it's called People at Work. In general, it is about people at work. So any <laughs> you know issues, problems that people might face, be it hiring, communication, career development, all that sort of stuff we cover. So pretty wide breadth of topics. Uh, we're about two years in, so lots of episodes and you can find it everywhere you get podcasts. Beautiful. So make sure to go uh, go check that out. Give them a, uh, a like, subscribe, a review, all that good stuff. Now, today we're going to get into you know your journey. Right now, I know you're the VP of Marketing and Growth at Jostle, but I want to rewind the clock a little bit. Walk me through how you made your way to Jostle and ultimately to a VP role. Yeah, for sure. So I, I call myself a converted salesperson and not because I dislike sales. I actually really like sales, but that's how I started my career. I uh, came up with a psych degree. There are no jobs with a psych degree. <laughs> uh, I ended up in sales and it, it kind of aligned. So I did that for a bunch of years and then realized I was doing marketing stuff. So you know, back in 2010, I was doing mail merge and email blasts rather than knocking door to door. So I'm like, hey, this this is the way things are going. I want to switch to marketing. Realized I knew nothing about marketing. So went back and got my MBA and then started my own little e-commerce brand, selling pocket squares, actually, because it was the only thing I could actually make. And between you know the school and the e-commerce site, picked up enough knowledge to you know actually get a marketing job at Jostle. And that was an interesting journey. Like I knew I wanted to do startup-ish, maybe not five people. They were about 20-something at the time. Started three of us in marketing. And then within a month, two other people moved on to other jobs. Totally coincidentally, I was sole marketing person with almost no marketing experience. So that was, you know, sink or swim thrown to the wolves and been there ever since, like basically trying to put myself out of work. So I built a lead gen engine. We hired a lead gen person, built a content engine, hired a content person. So just hiring people who are better than I am to do these things and take them to the next level. And been there about six years. I have a marketing team of seven right now. And yeah, it's been a lot of fun. I love it. And I love, there's a couple of things out of that journey that I think are awesome. One, you go get a psych degree and you're like, man, damn, there's no jobs. What is this? And like, <laughs> but I think marketing is probably the most practical application of that degree, to be honest. Definitely. When you start to dive into like behaviors, motivations, building out personas, like trying to anticipate behavior based on how people take in messaging. And it's like, oh yeah, 
I can tie those together, right? In a business sense. So I'm with you on that. That's really cool. And then the second thing you said, this is really awesome is like hiring people to put you out of your position. And that is something listeners that like, that is something we all should be striving to do. You don't need to hold all the keys to your kingdom and all the information and hold it like I'm never going to let anybody ever learn this system. If you do that, that's how you become the proverbial, you know, the guy who owns the pizza shop who is still at the front counter. And it's like, (laughs) The goal yeah. is to, to hire someone to be at the front counter, you know, <laughs> and then you totally. work on opening another pizza shop. So I love that just like as a philosophy of leadership and really is like, okay, it's our job as leaders in organizations to really build up things and then have people come in and take those. And then we can go to the next higher vision task. One of the things you said in there, though, you said you built a demand gen engine. So walk us through for someone who is just listening to this, maybe they're fresh out of school marketer and they're like, okay, I hear a lot of people talking about demand gen, but I don't know what that is. Yeah. What is it? And then talk me through a little bit about how you approach like, okay, we're going to build an engine and and what that looks like. Yeah, for sure. So I'm coming at it from the perspective of we are not venture back. Like we've grown pretty well. I don't have a boatload of venture money to spend. So it's maybe a bit of a different approach, but I view it in two buckets. One is more demand capture. So assuming you're in a category that already exists, People are searching for your product. So, you know, where are they searching? What are they searching for? How can you show up there and, you know, convert to actual qualified leads at a reasonable cost? So not download my ebook, you know, book a demo, start the product, like capturing that demand there. So that's one bucket that I think most companies do and do reasonably well. The other one is more the demand generation side. So a level up from that. So how can you target more the problems than the product? Right? Like we play in the internet space. I am not going to write an article that ranks number one or gets any traction for the word internet. Like it's not going to happen. It's Wikipedia, it's SharePoint and Microsoft, like no way. So instead, what can you focus on and can you get those problem statements? So for us, it's improved internal communication, questions to ask your leader, like all those type of things, which are problems we solve, we focus on. So we took the time to build that out. And I think the mistake we made early is... We focus too much at what's in it for us, right? So we're going to write this article. We're going to do this podcast. How are we going to get them to convert? How are we going to get them to sign up and be a customer? And you kind of have to forget about that and just focus on what do people actually want? What will get them interested and get them to actually engage with your content? And that is a tough mind shift when you know you got a budget, you got lead targets. It, it can be really tricky. That's real. You know, and you said something there that we've been preaching internally, and I think the larger industry, it's tough when you get into a company and if executives and stuff don't believe in it. But yeah, we don't only need to be there. Okay, let's say we're doing um a real estate portal, right? Or something. We don't only need to be there when someone says homes for sale, Vancouver, British Columbia. We yeah. need to be there two years before when the, it's like, should I buy a house? Is how do I create wealth? What's the next step for me after when I turn 30? What are things that like those are those questions that people are having? What's security? How do I become whatever, right? Like, okay, yeah. how do we answer those questions long before they ever get to Google and type in like, you know, home for sale, you know, in Vancouver, it's probably doubled in price since the last time they searched. So you go like home for sale, whatever, million dollars, White Rock. It's like we have to be thinking about that consumer journey like months, sometimes years before, depending on the size of the purchase, right? Like you're so you're saying when there's a problem statement, let's not just get it to the mid funnel product side of things and like here's what we do for a specific problem. It's like, no, let's look at those problems you're having at all at the top bring you into the ecosystem. Then we can start all of the things that I think most companies do a good job of now, which is or an okay job with the retargeting, sending more content, 
okay, let's get people familiar with the brand. Hey, this is a useful company, useful blog, useful piece of content when the time comes to get an intranet. Okay, cool. We're going to go with Jostle. I love that. I also love the fact you said that you have to shift your mindset to like, not everything needs to like make somebody a lead right after one interaction. You know, and it's like, it's, you have to just believe that when you're putting that content out there that you're widening the net. I think that's so important. Was that something that you had to sell up to the team or has that always been core to the DNA at Jostle? Yeah, it's something, luckily our CEO understood and, and, you know, he gets marketing. So I was pretty fortunate in that sense, but I think it only works because we generate revenue as a marketing team, right? Like I actually, we don't have an outbound engine. Like we don't have SDRs, BDRs calling marketing's responsible for all the pipeline. So if I didn't have that and couldn't show, hey, we're providing value, I probably wouldn't get the leash to focus on, you know, let's do a podcast and it's going to take four hours a week for me, but I think there's value in it. So you can't neglect one or the other. Like you need to prove I'm valuable. Our team is generating revenue. Then you can do those things. I love that too. And anyone who's listened to this show for more than one episode knows I am so adamant about marketing being positioned as a profit center within the business totally, and not a yeah. cost center and not arts and crafts department because you'll be the first to get. And I say that not as like, you know, it's tough love kind of to marketers sometimes who are purists where I'm like, look, I'm saying this because if you can show that you provide real revenue pipeline to the executive team, that gives you more leash for creative endeavors. And yeah. If you just go out and like lead with, no, we're just going to do the best creative and you can't tie that back to pipeline, your team's going to get reduced in size. We're just going to, people are going to go to outbound. They're going to start just to eat what you kill, paying for a bunch of like leads and moving to more SDRs. And it's like, that to me is so crucial for anyone too, who wants to go from maybe a manager or coordinator position to a VP position Mm -hmm. is understanding the tie between efforts and business goals. Now, with you all, how do you measure that? Is it like lead creation or is it sales versus total, you know, ad efforts? Like how are you guys correlating, you know, marketing to to sales? Yeah. So I think people might disagree with me on this, but I hate the idea of using lead creation as your main metric because I can manipulate that even not intentionally, right? Like I might think they're good leads. I target a new country or a different offer and boom, I tripled leads, but are they actually opportunities for customers? So we, our main metric, there's two actually. So one is number of net new sales opportunity created. And that's created by marketing because we don't you know, have outbound sales. And the other one is lead to customer rate, which I think is super important. And that's not super top of funnel leads. Those are kind of their own thing. That's you know demo request trial leads. How many are converting to customers? And if that number goes down, I'm doing a really bad job of lead quality. So that kind of keeps us in check. And then we monitor our opportunity number as well. So between those two, we work backwards cost-wise and figure out I can spend this much per lead. It's going to produce this much revenue. And then we don't you know, blow through a bunch of budget for no reason. I love that. And I think it's, it's weird that you're in the minority and you are along with me that I think leads are a false metric. Like just total leads yeah. is like, that's the main KPI. The main KPI is sales. That's yep. the, like, there's no, anyone listening to this, it's sales. And if it's not sales now, if you're at a startup that's funded, it will be sales one day. Or you know, like and yeah. so I think it's like and then to your point now is okay, if we're looking at scoring lead quality, right? What's our demo to conversion rate, let's say. And then also what's the repeat purchase rate? How long do people stay on? Let's like look mm-hmm. at all of those things and bring those better because those are going to be much better indicators than we got a name in an email because we gated some content. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's you, like, you go to Zoom Info and get that for 35 cents, right? Yeah, <laughs> like, right. Nowadays, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's the stuff where I'm with you on that. Like looking at build out 
it's like twofold, right? Like the demand generation and demand gen engine. Build out a bunch of content. Think about questions people have months, years before they ever get to buying your service, depending on your industry. And don't be so focused on, in my opinion, on like everything becoming a lead or every interaction. However, when people do get into the process and into the system, now let's look at do they move along? Do they actually move through the pipeline? I think that that's, those two things are so pivotal. Now, with Jostle, I do want to pass the mic to you here. Like for anyone listening, who are you guys looking to work with? What's like a good fit for a client for you all? You know, take the stage here and, and talk a little bit about your offering. Yeah, definitely. So I've I've been referring to us kind of as the reluctant intranet, just because, you know, everyone's using an intranet and most people have had a poor experience with it. But we kind of solve some of the same problems. So we're in that space. But really, we're just your online workplace. So, you know, all your news, all your files, all your people, your organization structure in an easy, simple to use place. So, you know, any company from 15 people to 10,000, we can kind of become that online hub that helps connect them. Amazing. So if you're sitting there right now and you're working in some intranet that was built in the late 90s, go over to Jostle, check out what they can do for your company and, and really help you know your entire organization. Dustin, thank you so much for coming on today, man. For people who want to connect with you online, where should they head? Yeah, for sure. So I'm pretty active on LinkedIn. You can connect there for sure. And if you're curious about the company, it's just jostle.me. So nice and easy. But if anyone wants to chat, yeah, reach out and connect. Amazing. You guys got it. I will put the links to both those in the show notes so you can go check out Jostle and connect with Dustin. Thanks again for coming on, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, that was fun, man. Thank you. All right, everybody. That's it for this episode. As always, I'm your host, Jordan Shelton, and I'll catch you next time. Um.